with that, hey buddy. And away we go. Here we are. It's good what to up? see you. Good to be back. Oh, hold on. I, I didn't get this effect quite right uh, the last time. And, uh, <laughs> I actually delayed opening this beer so I could get it. So. Oh, so I just have a backup beer. I mean, that is the move. <laughs> <laughs> That's not like they're right. They're right here. Um, we got a guest this week. Yes, we do. And it is Phil. That's really all I know about you so far. Mr. Uh, Philip Duncan. Philip. I prefer Philip. Oh, all right. All right. We've got Philip in, in the basement. In the right. basement. Phil is always like the rapist guy <laughs> in, in the movie. I'm trying to get away from that, you know. And listen, that, we're adults now. Like, I, I go by Alexander these days. I mean, you know, when uh, when it's time, it's time. Like uh, The only cool Phil was in... Uh, was in the hangover that was the only cool film. oh yeah yeah so phil, phil was uh the the guy that tried to, to get on uh what's your name and um um okay every movie Whatever. well i mean to be fair if we're talking about uh rapist style name and phil's cool in the hangover phil actually roofies all of the guys <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. phil's a cool guy who's the who um, is uh phil, zach Galifianakis in Phil. he's the one that's in love with Zach Galifianakis. Oh, that's not Phil. No. Oh, I was way off. Yeah, I, uh, I honestly like. This is a problem with me. Pretty and woman. Is, pretty woman. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just so you guys, <laughs> now, now you know how you guys now on a baseline of how long my brain takes to think of something. So from a few minutes ago when I thought of Phil the rapist, Phil, <laughs> Phil the rapist was uh, the the his attorney and uh, and. Pretty, Listen, pretty woman. Phil go. the rapist is catching a lot of heat in this episode. So uh, Phil's out there. We're on to you. Yeah, we're on to you. So Let me Phillip. see Phil's. So Philip, yeah. Philip Duncan. Uh, so you and Alex Alexander actually have just found out <laughs> are, uh, are are good friends. Um, you guys came up together through uh, uh, Iguana Max. Yeah, it's the always uh, say it with me because I never stop talking about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, I believe my first actual uh, Iguanamax um, tenured uh, homie on board. I know Chris Rogers uh, came into Iguanamax occasionally, but oh, yeah. uh, you know, there's a there's a handful of people from back in the day I'd like to have on. And uh, Phil's uh, Phil's always had this great insight to the industry um, that I like. And uh, so, Phil, we uh, we always start the podcast off with a with a question that kind of became a. a a conversation of contention with me and Bobby one time while he was uh, still living in San Diego and visiting and kind of became the basis of how we started this podcast. And so I usually let Bobby take it from here. Mr. Philip Duncan, That's me. as an adult man, have you ever shit your pants? Yeah. <laughs> yes. right. See, he's like, it took me a while to come out of that answer. And nope, he knew it right away. Yeah, yeah. Recently, too. Yeah. Multiple times. <laughs> is there a Multiple specific, times recently? Is there a specific incident you would like to, to share? No, they usually, you know, they, now they involve me being old and not near a bathroom. God damn it, I was drinking Oh, Phil. Party all night and then going golfing and, you know, out in Palm, oh. Palm oh. Desert comes to mind, but that was, oh. they just, they only had a bathroom on, you know, like on the 11th hole or, or something. Yeah, they've always got like one bathroom that's never near you. I don't know how many times I've run into the bathroom and my mother started going in. It was also once taking a piss in the toilet and I'm taking a piss in the hand sink. Oh, yeah. And then, like, yep. if there's no women with you, obviously the ladies' room yep. is occupied by two men as well. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It used to be like the shard. It used to be like in the old days, it would be like, oh, I, I got a fart. And then you shit your pants and you go, <laughs> that's how these oh, tend to lean. Right. But now that I'm older, I'm not, I don't even pretend. It just, I just <laughs> shit my pants. And then. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like uh, you're the destiny I'm headed for. I uh, we we often talk about pants shitting on this episode, and I've usually got a new story on deck that we just don't get to because, man, I'm just always producing new content with, uh, like you said, just uh, your bowels. just dicey uh, decisions or like being in a situation like on a golf course. Uh, one of my one of my favorite ones that I've already told on the story. I was at a. Uh, a friend's brewery and shit my pants trusted a fart far too much after a long day of drinking and I just went in the bathroom cut my shorts off cleaned my ass and got back to drinking <laughs> so um, I, I always think that like the older I get plus um, the uh, diet of alcohol can definitely uh, create some nonsense 
Well, especially if you drink some like crazy hazy IPAs and stuff. There's just so much yeast sediment in those bad boys. <laughs> he just said like eight words. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like uh, hazy IPA. Part of it. Part of it sounds like this, like that that white smelly gunk in a chick's underwear. Would you call it? <laughs> One could Ye- say hazy IPAs say, look like hazy, that. Would you say something hazy IPA? Yeasty sediment. Yeah, yeasty sediment gunk. That's got to be what's in a chick's underwear. Right? You're definitely a, not wrong. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and yet, it's the beer you guys are drinking. Yeah, that's yeah. why I like rum. Yeah. <laughs> yes, old, old Ron distilled and filtered let's, rum. Let's put some women's underwear in our alcohol. <laughs> Before we, I will be. That's, I mean, that's probably the next trend in beer. These things are getting fucking wild. Yeah, it's uh it's fantastic. Now, uh. Before we get into it too much with Phil, one of my favorite stories with Phil is, uh, so I worked with Phil in, in two, three different fashions. Like he was kind of, uh, not kind of, he was a, he was a regular friend of the bar and, um, you know, always taken care of. And then he came to work for the bar and we worked together and then he became the bar manager and, uh, one of the best bar managers ever worked for. And, uh, this story is an example of this. (laughs) And so uh, one night I'm just bartending. I'm actually pretty new behind the bar at this time, maybe in my first year. So I'm still real nervous. And so who like, worked at Iguanamax first? Um, hmm, actually, that's a great question. I think Phil might have worked probably, there. Probably him. Did you used to work at um, that bar that went under, out? Chops? No, no. There was another bar down the street that's Jolie's now. That used to be back oh, in Tom the Ryan's? Day. No, one next to that. It's that, the, oh, the, the Torso the, Murder the torso, Bar. The Torso Bar. Yeah, did yeah. you call it that too? Yeah, the Torso Murder Bar. Yeah, of course. Oh. <laughs> How is it never not going to be that? I don't know. It was like Rhythm and Cues and it was something else. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah. when um, this chick with big tits used to work for me and her husband was the owner, the the GM of, of uh, Chewy's. Oh, okay. So yeah. Chewy's ran out of business, and then a bunch of those people went to work at Iguana Max because Chops had just turned into Iguana Max. And I always thought that you came from Chewy's in my mind for some reason. No, but I, say, um, but I say the chick with big tits and all the respect in the world. Tammy was she she was a beautiful person. I don't. She's probably still alive. I'm guessing she's got nice titties. <laughs> She actually was, uh, she actually was, I guess I'm getting sidetracked for you. Sorry about your Oh, story. no, let's, she that's was okay. Actually, she was actually the spokeswoman for this, um, this drink that you could drink as a, as a, you, Alex, I'm pointing, you're not looking at me. <laughs> but, uh, I'm so sorry. You could, you could drink I, it I and it, it uh, makes your cum sm- uh, uh, taste. Oh, good. God. I it's remember. like an actual product. She was yeah, a yeah, spokeswoman. I remember. She was a spokeswoman for that drink. So I hired her for her boobs and for that. And then it turns out she actually was she was great at her job. She worked for me when I had, well, uh, had a, a company over in Chandler. I'd love to great. hear her pitch just. No. You just, <laughs> she was great. She was a good. Uh, she was just she had a real great sense of, you know, sense of humor about the whole thing. She wasn't she wasn't shitty about it. And she, yeah, she was just really cool. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel I, like you can't go into that line of work with like the most serious title of like. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Right. Do you like to taste your husband's cum? <laughs> I've got a product for you, and I'm quite serious about it. I'm pretty sure that the the long and the short of it is that she just takes a picture holding it. Yeah. Because she was, she was very pretty, yeah. It, anyway, it, so it, sorry. I got you sidetracked. So you, were, you were about to tell a story that I actually don't know what the story is because I don't remember any good things that I did. So. <laughs> no, that's fine. And, and actually, b- b- before we get there... Um, to clarify, no, I didn't come from there. I actually forced my way in. They, they, they didn't want to hire me initially. I just kept bothering him, and McKinsey hired me on accident. But I came in when Mel um, had just kind of taken over uh, managing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I know you, you. I know you live in room with Mel. Uh, uh, just, she, I'll show you pictures after this. <laughs> I, I still keep them right on top. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it. Um, and so that's around the time era I came in. Uh, right around the time Team Loco decided it was their like uh, local drinking spot because those dudes were super red, um, and I guess continue to be. However, um, no, the story I'm talking about is uh, so I had just started bartending. I was in my first year. You you had become the bar manager, and you were bringing this. Um, and uh, I wasn't really understanding what you're trying to do at the time, but you're trying to bring in this new kind of like <laughs> lays off fair, like let's create a vibe kind of like with the staff and the, in, and so like, I remember one night I'm bartending and you're talking to this beautiful Caribbean woman and you're just like talking about how you think it'd be so hot if someone drank nipple or rum off her nipple and, but you were working and, uh, and I'm literally listening to this conversation while I'm trying to serve people. And then you're like, Alex, Alex, you're single, right? And I was like, well, yes. And you're like, come over here, come over here. Uh, don't worry, grab a bottle of wine. And literally like, 
you poured uh, rum down her neck, down her titty, uh, onto her nipple. You're like, well, now, now drink it, which uh, I, I, I definitely did. Uh, and it was uh, just so, like, that's kind of how I was, like, kicking off my shift in the first hour. And uh, <laughs> One hell of a way to start a shift. She was super into it. Who it needs was, coffee it, when it, you got a She was super like into it, and Phil's like, well, I'm managing. I can't be drinking rum off some titty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's smart. Right. That's and, funny that that brings to mind a whole bunch of, of thoughts. I guess you don't. I guess I do have stuff to say. So one of them is <laughs> there we go. Yeah, here we go. One of them is you might be you might be uh, surprised to know that I I never worked there. No, I did not work one minute uh, drinking or doing drugs. You'd not, be the not, only one of us, right? <laughs> and I, I heard someone told me that they just thought I always did. I'm like, no, nah, uh, I'm too fat. I was too fat at the time. If I did drugs or drank while I, I would have just stood there. You know, it just wad, you know, just like wadding up some girl's bra, <laughs> smelling it. You know, so that's that. That would have been my whole shift. So I never, I never drank. I never did drugs while I worked ever. So that's that was always a fun part. And then when it comes to those kinds of things, when when there was some fun to be had with some naked chicks or some mm-hmm. doing some stuff, the the there was only I only had really like one one like real personal rule, and that was to never be off in the corner doing that. Yeah, it was that was to me that was creepy. Now I'm all I'm kind of known for being creepy already. I'm sure I get lots of applause, <laughs> but I'm really not as creepy in my head as I, as everyone thinks I'm. Like I, that's that was rule. I never ever was you. You never ever saw me off in the corner with somebody. Oh no, never. It was never for me. It was always for the bar. And if somebody didn't want to do it in front of the bar, then they didn't want to do it. Yeah. So I sort of felt like that that was like the, that was the baseline for that. So that's that's why people got involved with those kinds of things. And that's all the bras and the belts and the pants that were hanging from the oh, yeah. from the bar. Those were all from people that wanted to do it, and that was super fun. Damn! I really wish I would have uh, gone to this bar. Yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> there was a there was a solid eight year period where it was just it was magic in a vacuum. It's so weird to have like. Because I started working there in my young 20s, and so that really formed how I perceived the industry. Quite oh, yeah. I had already been in the in the back of the house, and I had served a little bit, but, you know, my first foray behind a bar was Gwen Max. And what a what an education over the years. And, and to Phil's point, like, I mean, if, I don't know if it ever did happen, but, I mean, if at any point some girl's like, that's my bra, can I have it back? We would obviously yeah. give it to him, but it was just... We would have girls. It's like that's my bra, <laughs> and um, even oh god, it and then was, they do the woo. It was jeez. Uh, it had to have been mm, uh, what is that? The Kentucky Derby of all things, and not something Iguana Max really did. But this girl came in one morning, and she was just like probably already drinking. Um, but she was just having fun, and she was chatting up our servers, and then she kept talking about the bras, and then she literally just takes off her shirt. This is eleven a.m. Takes off her bra. And hands it to me, titties out, and is just like, hey, put that up there. And I was like, okay, sure. And then just put her shirt back on, and that was the fucking end of it. You like, gotta, like, toss them up there? Or is it, like, a clip no, there, system? There was, like... like you staple them. The yeah. rule, I mean, the rule was that a lot of the the, the rule... The, everyone got uh, a gift certificate. Most of the time, they would, I would give them a gift certificate for, for donating their bra. That's killer. But That's they, a great but, return, but they, because some they, of these bras are not cheap. No, no. And the, oh, no. The, and the trick was is that they couldn't do that undershirt bullshit. That, I mean... Might yeah. as well just bring one from home. The, the, you, you know, they had to take their, they had to do what he said, and that was the rule. That girl probably knew that, by the way. She probably had heard that from somewhere before that <laughs> you you have to take your shirt off, you have to take your bra off, and then you give, then you put the bra back on because that's the fun part. Like the chicks with the, you know, the knuckles. I hated that. Like they want, they're going to show their boobies, but then all you see are knuckles. You know this. Oh yeah, how yeah. Do you, how do you show something on a podcast? Is this being recorded? Like video. <laughs> You, you no, just, you, you paint yeah. you paint a word picture, yeah, but yeah, you're talking you're yeah, talking about well, like grabbing the deep V yeah. and pulling back to yeah. like so really are, push up yeah, some cleavage. You, yeah. you see your yeah. knuckles? Yeah, that's not even showing your tits. That doesn't even count. If you're not, <laughs> if your knuckles are right next to your nipples, then all I see is your knuckles, so it doesn't count. You gotta you gotta hear the drop. <laughs> Solid rule. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to see titties. Even chicks want to see other titties. Right. Yeah. Well, it, I don't know about today. Today I'm yeah I'm I'm yeah I just hang out in my apartment by myself to hoping that no one finds me. <laughs> today, <laughs> today it probably wouldn't work. Well, I mean, I, I think there's a solid there's a there's a saying that I've always f- followed, which is once you see a pair of tits, 
you want to see them all. Yeah. And I think that that's pretty universal. I mean, they are... Um, that's a Ron the, White joke. But I wish women a, said that about... It's a Ron, Ron White. Yeah. Dick and balls. Oh, sorry. Well, that's I mean... Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, women are more like... Men are very visual, right? That's the problem. Sure. Like we want to see like the bits, and then like that's kind of like the goal. And then women are like, "But and, like, and tell women, me how you're going to take care of me and how hot I am." Women want to see you have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you show me your tits. And I'll see, show you my paycheck. <laughs> you show me you're financially stable, and I'll take this shirt off. You show me your tits. I'll give you a <laughs> gift card to Iguana Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> My favorite one, my favorite gift card was a hundred dollar gift card. That was the most I ever gave, and it was for that girl. Remember when she got new boobs and she let me pour a, a, a giant bowl of ranch dressing down her top? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, yeah. I, gave, I gave her, and then she un, she, she unsol- came to the bar to right. show you'd have new to boobs. shower after. Yeah. That. Oh no, no. Here's the. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. So, <laughs> so un, un, like unsolicited, she she said that I need to get cleaned up, and without any more up, without any more gift certificates, she let me take her back into the beer cooler, got naked, and then I cleaned her like a cat cleaning her. Like a that's a lot cuisine. of ranch. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of ranch. Yeah. It was great. So I guess that was that broke that one rule about being creepy off in the corner. But it was it was sir. On, it was, was on the other up side after of the, the corner. That that was clean up after the fact, sir. It was great. No, that I mean, and that's all I did was clean. That's all I needed at the time was like that was fun. That so we've was got a like, new oh, question cool. for this podcast uh, <laughs> we've never asked before. Right. Uh, Philip, what's your favorite dressing? <laughs> Can you imagine if it was like blue cheese? How gross that would be! Oh my god. <laughs> is that clump of smelling stuff? Does that belong to you, or is yeah. that the dressing? Yeah, that's that new hazy IPA we've been talking about. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. Hold on. No, you never got to your story, Alex. So what story? Did you Did you get to? Yeah, it was the, the uh, oh the first. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it was the uh, the you rum, know that the when I, it's funny that you say because uh, I did the same thing with um. I did the same thing with Chrissy. I, I I just kept asking her and asking her and asking her if I could work there. And she finally relented and she she said, right when I started, she said, "You don't, you know, even if you didn't know how to make one drink, you're gonna make people laugh. You're gonna bring us business, so you can you can be a bartender." So, that dude, was, people don't that realize cool. the uh, the power of personality, right? Like, like mm-hmm. I uh, I tell my team all the time, like 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 all my bartenders anytime in Cali, they're like, "Well, you know, maybe like they're better at this." I'm like, "Do you?" Do the guests like coming up and talking to you? Like that made you sold beer. Like yeah. you could just pour a beer, but that didn't sell a beer. You're you're just giving the customer what they want. Like mm-hmm. you're you're actually selling beer by con- like having that conversation. Like I would hire anybody with a phenomenal personality and a decent work work ethic. We we could train the rest. Well, right. It's hard to it's hard to figure out what those. I don't think. I mean, it was definitely a it was definitely a risk. And I appreciate what Chrissy did. This was the best job I ever had. But she, you know, I asked her what the rules were, and I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> what are the rules here? Have you heard what the rules were over there? So the rules were for me. The rules were I had to I had to uh, wear shoes, and I um, and I couldn't show uh, genital like I couldn't show penis or butthole. That was those were the three things. So That's, like that seems like rules. specific, right. but I can work with those rules. So I broke all those rules. But so one of the <laughs> one of the. Um, like uh, we had, uh, we had well, dress up times where everyone had to come dressed in their pajamas. Halloween? Yeah, no. Is this we had every week we dressed up and stuff. So girls, oh. the girls wore pajamas and they wore yeah stuff. So I came in and I had on, so I had on my shoes, so I had on my Nikes, and um, and some and tidy whities, and that's it. That's all I had on. And I weighed like at the time I weighed like three hundred and thirty pounds. So I weighed. I mean, I was fatter than I am now. Even holy cow. Yeah, so that was because that's what I wore. And the, the thing was is that that's what I wore to bed. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's my, your pajamas. That's what my pajamas were. So that was uh, those were good times. When, what did you, know, you do for work before going to Max? I don't remember. <laughs> I do remember uh, something that Phil always talked about a lot that really stuck with me later in life was uh, he always talked about. When he would talk about things he did before, he'd always talk about it like, I just learned something I didn't want to do. Like, I've learned a bunch of stuff I don't want to do. And I was just like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Like, 
that's why I stopped framing houses because I don't want to fucking do oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, that was always something that was truly interesting to me. I can't even remember what you did before either. I just... Me? I owned a trekking company. Oh, yeah. shit. That's right. You did all the Baja racing stuff and... No. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> No, you... you I, did all the, I did the touring for like Metallica and, and Pink Floyd. Yeah, oh, but, did, but did you have a, a desert bug thing that you went and raced? Yeah, when I sold the company, I had some money, so I... I, I oh, we, we, oh. We, we that's when I would have met you is yeah. like when you were out like... Cause I remember you were just like this eccentric dude that like had like the buggy and I was like, yeah, yeah. oh man, and you drove that Dodge Magnum and and then you were my bar manager. Yeah, actually. that was cool. Yeah, that was uh, a... Yeah, we time. still have that truck. It was a team. It was me and Casper and and, uh, and Bob and, and um, yeah, Bob has, has the armor. <coughs> That's uh. So after you sold the company, then you just decided to start hanging out at Guanamax until you eventually got a job? Yeah. I mean, when back in those days, I mean, I never really wanted to live very much longer. Like, I didn't think, I, like, my ideal world would be to just be a bar fly. That is so, like, it's just so appealing to me to just live at the end of a bar, you know, where... So much know, interesting just, shit happens. Yeah, to just stay, you know, oh, yeah. just hang out at the end of a bar and just be be that guy, but... You know, I thought I was going to pretty much die pretty soon. So the idea was to learn how to be, you know, learn how to be a bartender, then learn how to run a bar, and then own a bar, and then die. That was Well, that's, I mean, from going from wanting to be a, uh, I mean, you clearly owned a trucking company, to then going to want to be a bar fly, to then having aspirations to be like, well, I can just, I have the, the, this immediate mindset of going like, well, I'm going to be a bar fly, but then I'm going to own something like this. Like, that's, that's like, that's what... 10 steps farther than most people think so like you've got to be a pretty complex guy to go i want to sit at a bar and then i want to figure out how to own this shit like yeah well the, what i learned was is that you had to that's where you that's where you really have to stay there because you can't you can't just own a bar and just and then go away to hawaii for two weeks no you know so but you can and that bar can close right <laughs> and your employees will steal from you right like, yeah i didn't yeah i didn't really i didn't see there was too much of an upside to owning a bar that was that was the one thing that i learned is that i didn't want to own a bar well, I mean, and also, Iguanamax is not the greatest place to see, like, your employees just giving away the fucking house all the time. And, I mean, that was such a pervasive culture there. I mean, it was a, again, well, this will probably be said a lot. It was a different time. We were making, like, as bartenders, 80 grand a year cash. Yeah. yeah and then uh, the amount, of, like, even though we were giving away the house, we're three deep, five nights a week. Like, we're making money. Lots of it. Well, when you consider, you know, your your cocktail bottle, you know, just pour a bottle of, you know, or get a bottle of vodka, pour one drink, that paid for the bottle. So there's still absurd profits to be made. They installed cameras behind the bar at one point, and three days later, um, they were disconnected. Not removed, but just disconnected. Because the owner had just decided that it was easier to just enjoy the life he was living rather than uh, deal with the what-ifs of the world. The owner, Which, the owner built a stage that was like a that was a little a, a prison that was so when I brought this chick over to strip, <laughs> she could dance in it, and then when she came to dance, he would dance with her. So the owner, the owner was pretty cool. He he had he had fun with us. He knew we were having fun. Yeah, he knew was, he, he knew. Yeah, he, yeah. He was definitely uh, he got it right. Like, <laughs> well, the thing is, is it wasn't he owned chops before Iguanamax. That was what it was before. Was it, did, did Iguanamax have a, like a restaurant? Yeah, side too. Okay, and, and so the, this wasn't just a dive bar. No, it, there was an entire was restaurant food. side that you could like be separated from the bar, and that became a point of contention with the owner's wife. Eventually, is that like we were a restaurant that happened to have a busy bar, but like that hadn't been our identity for eight years. And the thing was, is when he closed Chops, it wasn't unsuccessful. It was an insanely successful steakhouse. He was just like, I want to do this. And closed oh, wow. it and opened up a Rocky Point style bar that had like a more casual approach to food. And the food was incredible. Jason Lopez, who went on to found the Angry Crab um, uh, concept here in Arizona and has moved on to do Smashing Crab in Texas. Uh, he was, he had come on as a line cook when I started and then he was in short order, our chef and really like the jambalaya spring rolls were just next level shit. And, uh, he, he really brought like an elevation to just average bar food in my, in my summation. So, well, well um, I think he was allowed to do that because of, because of Mike. Oh no, absolutely. That's... Like, no, I'm not taking away from him. I'm with you. He's, no. he's really cool. But Mike, the, the owner was. He, like he understood he stayed away from the, the bar part of it he just, he just wanted to I feel like he just wanted to do his, his restaurant and stuff 
Yeah, no, and and yeah, yeah like uh, I've got nothing uh, but great things to say. Um, I, I don't necessarily know that he wants me uh, involving his name in this podcast, and I have so much respect for him. I'll uh, I'll let it be, but uh, I truly did. Uh, and as early as last you year, you think that you can't say his name? Well, I mean, I, I, I can't. I just don't want him associated with with my nonsense here. You don't want it? Well, no, I I can't. It's I'm okay, Mike Lepercio. I love you. There you go. And I talked to him. I, 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 <laughs> well, I, I don't well, understand I, what you... Well, no, I, I just talked to him last year, and, you know, I talk about this shit a lot on this podcast, and it's uh, Mike. I, I I have respect for him, and he's not necessarily in the industry anymore, so he doesn't need my nonsense. But, hey, uh, Mike, I love you. I still go into Rigatoni's once a month for lunch, which is true. Uh, See, I was just going to say, as long as you don't say Rigatoni's, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then there it is. But, hey, uh, I'm here for it. I've actually done a... At the end of each podcast, we do a local shout out to just a local business we like highlighting. And uh, I've done Rigatoni's a handful of times, so um, here's another. I think I would do Rigatoni's every time. Like, I, like Mike is, Mike is a, like one of the coolest human beings on the planet. Like, I, I think I would, I would tell everyone always go to, uh, always go to Rigatoni's. Where's Rigatoni's at? Um, they so there were two locations. That doesn't matter anymore. Uh, but they were like close to Winamax. It's now resides on <clears throat> Warner and Rural. Um, it's it's what? not well, yeah Warner and Rural is where Rigatoni's is now. I thought it was McClintock and it's where Chase Margaritas used to be, right in that building. Isn't that uh McClintock and something? Oh shit, you're right. Warner and McClintock. My bad. Get I was, it together, Alex. Well, Rural and McClintock. They're, they they sound similar, so that's on me. Uh, <laughs> don't think about it; just move on. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's it was this big. It, it's bigger than either Rigatoni's was, and it's I don't know, man. Like I, I I really do go in there like once a month to eat. I just go to the bar every once in a while. I run into Kevin, um, one of the guys I used to work with at the Guanamax. He's super cool. We to briefly say hi. I like the food. I like to still support them. Uh, plus, they they have kind of an um, demographic generally, so the place is called Rigatoni's. I assumed it was an older demographic. <laughs> it's literally just old Italians shaking their fists. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't assume Rigatoni's was bringing the college crowd. Well, it, it's also on Warner and McClintock, not exactly a, a, a thriving um, bastion of youth. But uh, they make consistently great food, and 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 he's done a he's done a great job over the years keeping that brand alive. And Iguanamax was always just kind of like. Uh, his foray into uh, I don't know like when I when, when I'm his age I want to be doing that same thing I uh, I had the the prestige of being part of the catering team that took care of his wedding mm-hmm. um, ultimately to um, his wife who was one of our managers and uh, that's where I really learned like that dude gets it he knows how to party he he knows how to and that's the thing is you can own a very successful very serious restaurant but also like get how to party and like have yeah. fun and cut loose and so um. Listen, this isn't a podcast about Iguana Max, which it could turn into eventually. Uh, <laughs> this is a pod, this that's is a pod. All, that's all the stories I have, really. I oh mean, no, no, no! That's that, that is why you're here. But uh, I'm just talking right, <laughs> right now. You so start, yeah, you're starting um, to bore me. So yeah, well, thanks. Uh, just like our listeners. <laughs> All I, brought, I brought it up. I brought it, it's my fault. The reason I say it is because it's my fault. I started talking about how cool Mike is, and that I don't have anything to, to disparage him, which is funny. Oh no, so, we're gonna get into disparaging. So we, can get in, we can get away from Mike. You're right. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing to say about him. The um, but I keep thinking about all the funny things, like um, like like, like all the cool stuff, like that Mike let me do. Like he let me do. Like the like every Monday Tuesday like have like special things like fish fry was Friday right and then two or Thursday was ladies night and then well he also let you do all the theme nights with the girls and that was so cool and like I've never <sighs> seen a level of engagement since right <laughs> like I don't know if you want to speak to that a little bit I mean that was a hundred percent what you did like with uh, I don't even remember all the theme nights but there was like the girls would dress up and they'd come in and you just started with slutty. Oh yeah, it just started with Slutty, and then whatever was after that. But yeah, they all they all got engaged. They all saw that they I think they saw that they could make money, you know, doing that. They weren't really. I mean, Ginny used to like uh, she would wear like not very much clothes, and then she would, yeah she, she wore would, very tiny shorts, and then she would put customers. They, you know, we made them take their cards or credit cards. So mm-hmm. she would pick the credit cards and she would put them in her little tiny tiny booty shorts or whatever she had on, and then every once in a while she would just lose one. <laughs> 
You know? And it was just because it made its way around to her ass crack or down, like, on her thigh. Like, it was stuck on her somewhere, but she weighed, like, 85 pounds. It was not a lot of places to lose it. Yeah. And then we would just find it somewhere else, you know? It was it was awesome. on her person. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah they started doing, like, flannel nights and all sorts of stuff. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty interesting. Like, again, it, the, the level, like, because at some point it was started... And it was like, hey, you guys need to do this. And like, there's some like white trash nights. There's all these different things that, but eventually yeah, Jenny G trash. and Jessica Jane kind of grabbed it by the horns and were like, all right, these are the theme nights we're doing. Like, there was like an Angels and Devils where they just fairy night, like, they just dress up like it was cosplay. And it was fun. And they, yeah, cool. yeah, like Phil said, they, they were definitely making more money. And it was this. Do you have a, do you have a, a place? Do you have a bar or a restaurant? No, no, I do. Uh, I do sales for a brewery, so I just oh. go over to all bars and restaurants uh, oh. throughout the state. My so favorite thing see was quite a bit the, for uh, like for White Trash Mondays. If you brought in, uh, if you brought in, I had like an unofficial thing. If you brought now, in, I'll tell you this: I do a lot of events with my brewery, so uh, I am always down for ideas. Oh. <laughs> well, this one is. Is that if you if you brought in a, a restraining order, then um, like <laughs> then uh, and to the bar, then I would I, you got half off, and I would pay for the the cab home. And then the other thing was that it, that I would I would pay for your drinks, all of your drinks on on a, on a night if if you brought in a, a, a chip from AA on on a, at any time. So if you <laughs> I, and I got and I have I'd have two chips. <laughs> I had a I had a dude at a, when I was at the first brewery I worked for. Dude came in very nice, kind of kind of pleasant. Ordered a beer and then got sad fast, like <laughs> fast. Like and he's like, like, I need to talk dude to walked somebody. In, literally walked in a where's good, a bar? <laughs> good attitude, good personality. Like comes in, sits at you know he's in a brewery now, like in a brewery's tap room. Like it's not like a dive bar. Like what you know, it's like. So we're having a good time chatting. It's like, what's up? What do you like? He's like, I don't know. It's I don't I don't really know what I'm getting. I don't go to breweries. Uh, I'm like, well, let's lean you into this and do this and this. I'm just my normal like brewery bartender getting all the right things for him as <laughs> a beer and then all just head down, sad man, and then tips and leaves a AA chip of like three years or something like that. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that shit, man. Don't put that on me. You're an asshole. Like. Fucking throw your chip in the trash. I don't want it. I don't want you to be like, you served me the beer that broke my sobriety. Fuck you. You broke your sobriety, asshole. Don't put that That's on That's awesome. Me. You got to like tell people. I take a little more pride in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell people all the time, if you're trying to not do something, don't, don't, like the last thing you can do is, hey, man, whatever we do, we just can't go to a strip club because I, like, like I told my wife, I'm never going to go to a strip club again. I guarantee fucking to you the first place we're going to is to a strip club. If your idea is, hey, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm laying off the drugs. I can't do blow anymore. That's it. I'm, I guarantee you I'm buying you an eight ball. <laughs> I'm just a wrong guy to hang around if you're trying to stop something nefarious from happening. <laughs> yeah. So you'll one of the greatest sentences I've ever heard. <laughs> if you're trying to stop nefarious. How are you not I'm, a famous person? <laughs> I swear. I I'm not very nice. That's all right. Philip is plenty nice. Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of all that, I'd love to lead us into our next question. Uh, we everybody said a few of these already, but uh, the wildest shift or the wildest work incident? Sounds like he got stories. Oh, they're all tied. Huh? The wildest work. The gun going off was was all right. That was. You guys just had a well, gun just go off. just something that leaves an impression. It doesn't have to be the ist yeah. of anything. It can just that little uh, leprechaun looking guy that tried to stab me on see that, Day, that clearly you were saying this casually. Mind. Like <laughs> what the fuck? You're saying that casually? A leprechaun man tried to stab you. He's like, well, you yeah, know, there's so guy? many good were ones. Were you there out, that night? Like, uh, well, Philip, I worked in, seven days a week for six he years. He came in the next day, tried to get. He wanted. He came in the next day and wanted to. Like, be, not be banned from the bar or something. I'm like, fuck you. I go, you fucking tried to stab me. Get the fuck out. Let's hear the story. I go, you're not... What's that? Let's hear what the story is. I think that's the whole story. Little le- <laughs> he right? tried to stab me. Did you not? There, there was, was a, no lead up? There was a leprechaun, and he tried to stab me. Was this a short no. dude that you just kept calling well, leprechaun no, because it was close to St. Patrick's Day? Phil had a proclivity of hiring um, little people uh, oh, yeah. for events. It wasn't oh, okay. him. Oh. It wasn't the midget that tried to that tried to stab me. 
He was there though. Ty, uh, Tyler. Tyler. He was there. Oh, okay. He was dressed up and he was doing. He was uh, like, I hopping around. He's like, I got your back, Phil. I got your back. <laughs> no, but he was. His yeah, Tyler. Tyler would come. We would have like on uh, on St. Patrick's Day. He dressed up as a as as a leprechaun. But no, this is just some old guy with like a white beard and white hair and. He got too drunk and he was all mad, and so we had him out on the in the front of the bar, and he he pulled a knife on me, and so I just took his knife away and kicked him out, and and told him he could never come back. So we had to call the cops because he he flashed his knife, so I I yeah. I, I trespassed him, and then he got all bummed out about about that. <laughs> That's, uh, that was, he got bummed out about it. Yeah, we that was I mean we overserved the shit out of everyone. So a lot of the times it was our fault. So the rule was that as long as you left when we told you to leave, we would let you come back. Yeah, because we were the ones that gave you all that alcohol and then took your money. So well, I was okay with them coming back. But if you uh, if you do anything to threaten anybody. Then you know. Then that became a that became a problem. But I don't know. That wasn't that. Oh, remember that time that that uh, that big old bitch. Remember when? <laughs> remember when Bonnie got? Uh, uh, does she know? She doesn't know where you live, right? She can't find me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually know where she works, but oh, really? um, yeah, oh. she's uh, okay, she's then, in, uh, she's in Mesa, but uh, well, no, so no, she no, does not know where it, any of us live. Okay, so. Well, I don't want to get her. She's cool, uh, more like to me anyway. Oh no, I love Bunny. She, we yeah, worked together just, for years, but was, she's I, also a fucking wild ass bitch, dude. Oh like, right, she's loony. Oh, there you I go. Love it. Yeah, I was walking by the women's bathroom. It was pretty busy, and this girl, this little, this little girl, just you know, twenty-one, hopefully-ish girl, just comes running out of the bathroom, and then right behind her is this, this you know, two hundred and seventy-pound white chick with her pants around her ankles, ankles. Running after her, Bonnie's like trying to grab her to beat the shit out of her for some reason. That was awesome. I'm like, and then we had to hide Bonnie because everyone, like, apparently it was a thing or something. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we, we, we definitely were enablers. God, yeah. I wish I could just time travel a second to see this bar, dude. In its heyday. I mean, just, it wasn't just us. It wasn't because it was because of everybody else. I think we were just uh, we, we just enabled. we were a team I didn't of enablers. Like, like yeah, you're the said. you're the business that you know that makes sense. Like, listen, in the early aughts, you if you facilitated um, enabling uh, people who like to drink and act wild, uh, you could make a lot of money. In fact, there was. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to have to have, like, six different people from Iguanamax to even get, like, a taste of, like, what we got into over there. But um, our banquet room was called the Bang Quit Room because if you went up there when it wasn't in use, especially while the bar was operational, chances were you'd walk in on someone getting down or doing blow. It was always one or the other. Really? Yeah, I uh, I, I remember I walking never, in one I night and... I, uh, I, I, I had him a birthday party there. Okay, We're, and all that happened, but like I, we had the lights on, and there was sixty-eight people I, in there. Like, I mean, people have like improved their lives and moved on, so I won't slander any of these people. But like, I on several occasions like accidentally walked in on employees like banging each other up there that like were not single. Um, I remember one night I walked up there and they're like, "Oh, we're just doing blow," and I was like, "Okay." And then it was a little while, and hold on a second, you can come on in, man. Yeah. That door's a little hard to push. Ah, just slam it right open. There we are. Do you have any ice on you? Ice? <laughs> I mean, Jared is the dude to ask, no doubt. Uh, we got our, our next guy in, but we're going to keep this one rolling. Jared, I got Coors Lights here, and then Fancy Beers in the fridge. Uh, All right, but we're going to keep this. Uh, we, we, we often have traffic coming in and out of here. Uh, I actually yeah, thought it was. I thought I, 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 yeah, I thought it was Jameson <laughs> for a second there. I was like, oh, damn. Okay. All right. I see what oh, we're doing. That's funny. But um, um, I, I do want to get back to something real quick because um, one of the things and uh, that I've always thought I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a serious uh, note for just a second and uh, I'm gonna embarrass the shit out of you for a second, Phil. But um, I feel like it's gonna be hard to embarrass him. One of the things uh, I think is important is when you do something in life, you got to circle back and, and 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 thank people for things they've done, right? And so Phil was an innovator at Guanamax. And he let me and C Dub run roughshod with craft beer, something that made no sense in that fucking building. <laughs> and we did Monday nights, and we did Tuesday nights, and then we eventually had like a whole program. And that's how I got here, like without the ability to like actually like effectively learn the process, be a buyer, 
all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't have got here. So, Phil, it is appreciated. Um, your innovation um, brought me to something I'd wanted to do since I was 19 because it kind of gave me an outlet to figure it out. That's not fair. That was what I was going to leave it on is that is is your story is your story and i told you i told i tell i gotta like narrow it down like i've told you <laughs> on on instagram anyone that will listen to me you know the he used to sit behind the bar I, i'm sure you've heard the story that that he he would talk about what he wanted to do for a long time he wanted to be in, in, <laughs> well, I never in, in he wanted to be in doing beer and to me what he's doing is just he's doing beer like all that like, i don't know i don't like any of the new beer like i don't like coors like i like michelob and they don't even make it anymore like regular old style the bowling ball pen looking oh, yeah, yeah. Just that's, that's my favorite beer and when they stop making that or when they stop selling it like i just stop drinking beer so I don't understand beer, and I don't understand what's going on with it, other than it's just that I like when they make pretty cans. But besides that, he talked about it all the time. He talked about wanting to do it. He talked about what he was going to do. And then he went out and did it, and it's just really a success story. And really, there's so many people in the food service industry, in the, in the, in the service industry, that learn how to deal with people, that learn that it's such it's so hard to be successful in that industry. It's so hard to deal with these people that are just shitting on you all the time and you're trying to make a dollar eighty and your brain <laughs> you know, it, you you could be horrible at math, but you know what eighteen percent of twenty six dollars and forty two cents is <laughs> like, you, like you, you, you the the things that you learn in, in that industry, it, and it's just really it's just a great success story. If you're that person that's standing behind a bar and you're talking about do, selling beer and being doing beer and that's what you want to do is beer then while you're doing it, be a good bartender. And that's what he was. Yep. He was he did his job while he talked about what he was going to do down the road. He wasn't the person that said, fuck this job. This job sucks. I'm going to go do beer someday because everyone else is going to shit on you. No one's going to help you. He worked hard, and then everybody helped him because he was working hard. So the success of that is that that's, everybody has a story. Everyone, because there's so much time no matter how busy everyone gets like the rush hour for lunch if you if you're in the service industry the food service and you work for lunch and you're working for two hours maybe if you're lucky you're getting eight tables maybe and then the rest of the time is cleaning up and getting ready right if you're working lunch it's hard to to work in that industry to working at, at, at night you know there's just always time to sit and talk with all the people that you're with and you're always trying to talk to your customers and seeing if one of them are going to be your connect that's going to connect you out of that life. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right? Am I, am I, is any of that stuff wrong that I'm talking about? No. Oh, no I, I, I mean, so I, uh, so the, the success for that is that the way to do it is the way that you did it. Alex, the way to do it is is to be positive while you do it. And, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be, you know, straight-laced about it. Or, or You can still have fun. <laughs> no, I was wildly avenged. Right. But still, if you're, if you're going to have a dream, then, you know, be positive uh, on the way there. Otherwise, you're gonna have 87 people that are trying to drag you down because you're a dick. You know? Well, I mean, I I still have that part. Don't don't get me wrong. I haven't stopped being a dick. But you know, one of the things I you know one of the reasons this podcast exists is because along the way I've met a lot of really interesting people. I've met iconoclasts and trailblazers and just people who were ahead of their time and people who are just super interesting. You're you're definitely like that's why we invited you here, right? And a lot of the people that come here are part of my path, right? Like you said it best, like I just talked about what I wanted to do and people help me because if you give without expectation, people will create a way for you. I mean, I mean, this isn't a dig, but like you didn't want me to be a bartender at first because like I wasn't showing you what you thought needed to happen for me to be a bartender. And the moment you gave me a, a, a window of opportunity, I took that and I ran with it. And then Did, you, and then you gave me more opportunity, right? Uh, yeah. There's some of the best people, like some of the people that are best at what they do mm -hmm. have, been not wanted at first, right? Like, sure. I've got I've got a rep in my distro that I remember when uh, he came on when they uh, when they merged and literally going to the sales manager, be like, just wash this guy for me, please. Like, mm -hmm. I just I've seen what he does. I don't want him to be like literally representing my brand. I fucking love that guy so goddamn much. <laughs> like, he fucking cranks it for me. He's a chameleon, so like his personality can change with everybody. But he's he's always sure. who he is. But like, dude, he is phenomenal what he does. And I remember just being there, and be like, ah, no. <laughs> And now it's like, dude, every time I see him, like, dude, you hit me up when you want to play golf. Let me know if you need a fucking meal paid for in an account. And just be like, I'll go to that account early and be like, 
swipe this card for 50 bucks because Alex is coming. He's hungry. Like, <laughs> dude, like, like that is some of the best people. And like, I've had coworkers that, um, like Jay Marshall, mm, um, love fucking love that dude. When yeah, he cool. started working okay. at BRI, uh, I remember I was training him and he was just like, he's older than me, but just by a year or two. And he just seemed like some young kid that was fucking around and I wanted to get shit done. Like I remember training him to serve tables and he would be gone. And like, I'd see a table sit in a section. I'd just be sitting there just watching, waiting. And then all of a sudden, like put my timer on. It's like, if he didn't get to that table in four minutes, I took that table. So then also I'm like greeting that table, taking the drink orders and he'd come out of somewhere wherever he was. And he'd be like, Oh cool. You helped me out with that table. I'm like, no, 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 that's my table. Now. Like you lost your chance at making any of that money while I'm training you. I told you, you right. need like when someone comes in, you need to do your fucking job. Um, and it taught him a lot, but also like I never fully expected to like that guy. And I fucking love that guy. Oh, now. He's Super hard working. So phenomenal. Dude, it is astonishing. Like, a brewer at Arizona Wilderness, like one of like the hey, biggest names say, breweries in Arizona. If I can Arizona. just cut, cut in for a second, sure. I don't really like talking about other people. Okay, let's get back to you. Yeah. Uh, no, so, no, no, I'm, no, the I'm worst. Like, I, don't, I don't know who that guy. Would you say? I'm, I'm just no, fucking. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Phil set the pace, baby. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah, man. This podcast is not about Jay Marshall. So this um, podcast is about Philip. No, now I'm gonna have to go look up this Jay Marshall dickhead now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, uh, I mean, this is probably uh, one of the more favorite things. And, and, I mean, again, it's not about most or, or anything like that, but uh, just about what comes to mind because those tend to be the stories that, like, have the most uh, impact, right? So uh, in our time at Iguana Max and uh, anywhere else, like, we encountered so many intriguing uh, individuals and regulars from Craig and whatever his wife's name was to uh, Claire and... Whatever uh, her husband's name was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I actually can't remember. Um, tell me a story about a an intriguing regular. Um, someone that sticks out from... Don't wince at that. You've got a million of them, I'm sure. <laughs> they're, they're all... You know who I like is... Um, yeah, that's it. Right but there. everyone thinks... You know what I... Uh, um, what's that dude's name that's an artist? Oh, Jared Abul? Jared, yeah. I just bought one of his uh, works. Yeah, of art. yeah, yeah. I, I keep, love Jared. I keep threatening I, I, to buy something from him. Yeah, so weird way to say that. He does. He and I have never really got along, but I, but I think he's a great artist. And like he would, he came in. I remember one time he came in, and uh, he would come in. What's the other girl with the big titties? Marcy. Yeah, Marcy. Yeah. Uh, him and her, they were friends, right? Yeah. So they came in one time. She lives in Chicago, or something now. Yeah. And. Uh, but anyway, so they came in one time on Sunday, and he ordered a, a foo-foo drink, like a champagne and something. I think he and did a uh, caribou loo. No, he yeah he no he wanted uh, the champagne and orange juice or whatever. Oh, like. most of them. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm and I tell and I, space. and I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I'm not doing I go, it. I go. He's like, you want I go, whiskey? No, I got a guy with a mimosa out here. Yeah, I go. Fucking yeah. be a man, man. Yeah, fucking you want whiskey? Boy. I got I go that. The, I go. The most girly drink I'll make is a is a, is a Bloody Mary. <laughs> and he goes, what is that even? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just thought it was. I thought it was too. You know. And then and Marcy was like, her voice was just so horrible. She was the hottest chick I didn't want to fuck in my life. Still to this day. She's like, like, sugar, give me a Bloody Mary instead. But, but here's the thing. I see her on Instagram, and she's hilarious, and she's a great person, and, I, you know, and I'm sure I was an asshole to her. And Jared is a great guy, and I think that he's, he's an interesting guy. So when you say an interesting guy, he's probably, you know, he, did, he was an artist back then. I, didn't, I just thought he was a loser. Like skateboarder dude, uh, you know. It turned out I was a loser, and, <laughs> and and he, you know, he's out, you know, being an artist. He's great, and one of these days I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy something. I just haven't got around to no. having enough money for that. But he's an interesting guy. And then on the other end is that chick that was that we found asleep in the car, and then she ended up being a regular. What was that chick's name? Shannon. Shannon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. God, how does that come remember, out? Yeah, how do you remember? That is so uh, dude. bananas, uh, dude. Pe- it, 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 it's <laughs> definitely not people's favorite thing about me that I remember everything. Oh, that is fun. Yeah. I can't believe you remember her name. That's so cool. Yeah, but so she was interesting. She was she had her good days and bad days, but uh, yeah, that's where we found a regular was just inside somebody else's car. 
just sleeping no in the back. Yeah, and then she ended up being a regular, so she was interested. Yeah, we, uh, I think we met her. We, we met her at a complicated time in life. <laughs> and uh, she, you know, uh, slowly... Uh, it's it's always interesting when you do serve people for like nearly a decade. You can like either watch them get their shit together, uh, which she very much did, uh, or you can just watch people. That's never the change. rare. Did um, she get oh, her, did she get her shit together? Yeah, uh, near the end of Iguanas, she oh. stopped coming in. She had actually gotten a job she liked and oh. was actually like you know trying to like have healthy relationships. And I remember just being floored because I was like. And I was, I still hadn't even started working on myself back then. So I was just like, oh, what is this fucking, okay, get your life together. Uh, you know, kind of, that was kind of the attitude about it. And uh, I just, I remember Jessica Jane, uh, who I still see fairly often and who will get on the pod soon. But um, I remember her saying one day after like, like Jenny G left and then, you know, Shannon was doing her thing and Jessica was like, nothing like Iguana Max to make you want to get your shit together. <laughs> I was like, and that ended up being um, kind of it for some people. And uh, it, it was just such a dynamic place. Uh, I, I try to tell people all the time, it was like lightning in a jar. Um, it's impossible to recapture. I, I had this delusional thought in my mind where I'll reopen something small, Mesa, Chandler, Jason, I'll bring in half the staff that like, because there are, it's like people like Phil, C-Dub, Casey, Jessica Jane, um, you know, Jenny G's in Nevada, so we don't really can't get her. Maybe even Bonnie Murphy for morning shifts. But like people who were iconic. <laughs> stupid Pittsburgh Steelers shirt, the fucking piece of shit. <laughs> fucking cut. Worst keep it fucking going, fans dude, fucking on keep the it going. planet. Keep it going. Oh, Worst Steelers. fucking fans on the fucking Pittsburgh And Steelers. as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I yeah. was able to work with Bonnie in the mornings See? on Sunday. And Ugh. I don't really, and, and Bobby, as you know, and, and uh, everyone that knows me, is sports aren't really a priority for me. Sports they, bets. They were at Iguana Max because I could make money and it was relevant to my job. Sure. Sports were always on banter and i grew up watching the pittsburgh Steelers, and that actually helped me work with bonnie murphy without like conflict so i actually ended up being her partner bartender for like seven years of football sundays and bonnie's like yeah and all of her pittsburgh regulars would come in to phil's point just the worst and (laughs) they're the where they're loud they bring their kid they teach them to be assholes (laughs) but i will tell you uh (laughs) mckenzie graham throwing me behind the bar on super bowl 40 one, two, whatever that Cardinals one was uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, literally could have, like, there's three Pittsburgh fans on the entire roster. You're making two of them work, you motherfucker. <laughs> and then, like, I remember, like, it was a Cardinals bar, too. So, like, dude, I've got people screaming in my face. Oh. And then halftime happens. The run back, 100, 103 yards. And I'm like, it, the bar is dead fucking quiet. I'm like, I'm going to get her. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I am not like I'm not getting off shift from my morning and like just I'm if the if the Steelers lose after this I can't be here for it and they actually ended up uh, winning I don't know it some people think so uh, others don't but in any case uh, I I didn't have to endure it but like what a wild ass like time it, and and honestly like I feel that like the Pittsburgh fans we had James I'm looking at you um, I think that 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 night uh, was definitely like Phil said like. Teaching their kids to be assholes, being assholes. It's like you guys had it's to like sit, a Raiders fan. You guys had to sit in a Cardinals bar and watch yourselves almost lose a game. And uh, for that, you're welcome. But well, uh, <clears throat> we do got to wrap this up. We got our next guest, but Philip, I could happily have you back ten more times. <laughs> you seem like a very interesting man. That can get a lot of stories <laughs> that I like to hear. Um, yeah, I don't know. I want to. I want to get one more in, and then we can do a local shout out and wrap it up. I think that timing will be perfect. We're, we're trying to keep these on schedule because um, we tend to go over sometimes. <laughs> so um, I would like you back for part two. We didn't even get halfway through these fucking questions. <laughs> oh, not even. Yeah, not, not, not even, even close. Um, yeah, how, for a guy that said he didn't have much to say. Sure. <laughs> oh, you, had some great, lot, right? yeah, you had some great things to talk about. Uh, so. oh, dude, it I, was I, great. I, I've, I've always loved kicking it. And uh, just, t- again, this whole podcast about talking shit and talking shop, man. And, uh, You've always been one of the best at it, and that's that's not a dig. None of this is. It's you know I, I, I've. Hey, you uh, know what? If I can, if, before I forget, sure. Casey Starr and Nadia, those two people, those have been those people have been great in my life. I don't see them very often. Casey, um, Casey's awesome. Nadia's they're, awesome. Uh, yeah, for yeah, they just sometimes they just appear in my life, and sometimes it looks like they try to say hi. At a lot, t- sometimes awesome. at times that I really needed a friend to come out. So, 
if there are people listening, it'd be cool to shout out to Nadia and Casey. Hell yeah. And Casey taught me how to be a bartender, at least a fun one. It was awesome. He was such a jerk. It was. Oh, like, dude, like, that was his whole deal. Yeah, and it was so cool to be able to get to adopt some of that into being a bartender because we had we had Sunday nights where him and I and we had a, we had a blast. Like he would serve all the pretty people on the one side, and then I would serve all the old ugly people on the back uh, side. Sure, yeah. And the bikers and stuff, and then we yeah we just had a great time. So our Sunday nights were. You know, me and him, and so I, I remember that, and so one of the, just thought I would say that. But yeah, and do the, after uh, that, the, both of them, they got, they ended up getting married. Yeah, I, think, I, uh, I think we do the active trade off where you know, hot chick comes in, and it's like this one's mine, you get the next one, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then you get the bartender now, you know, it's Bogart, and I'll, I'll call him out, like, hey, this ain't a fifty fifty trade off, motherfucker. Like, I get the next. Three, and then you move along. I well, never I never got any of the hot chicks. I'll well, tell you this. That's because Justin uh, Coop was always behind the bar, fucking knee no, up, no, fucking no, talking Jason. to every hot chick. Oh, no, it was Jason. Oh, the, well, the no, well, you've got Coop and Jason Haynes. Right. Jesus, yeah. God, Jason, you're so handsome. We love you. Hey, but I'll tell you this. There's, here's the, 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 my, one of my favorite things, but i got to tell you, because I, I know you're not going to have me back for a part two after today. But uh, 100% I, will. You haven't you, even got close gonna, to our yeah, line, so yeah, we're going to tell you right now <laughs> that the, the, the first time that I ever licked a chick's butthole while <laughs> working. I remember this story. Remember? Yes. She wanted three shots for free. I said, if I can lick your butthole. And you're like, and I just want to lick a butthole. Right, and she, she came over, and she, I thought it was just going to be like a little <laughs> boop, like a... Boop, right, and she bent and spread, and I went all the way in, in front of everyone on a busy night. We're three deep in the bar. Like there, there are people that are mad mm-hmm. that I'm not giving them drinks. Not even mad that I'm doing, you know, putting my my tongue in her butt. But here's the thing: Why would you be mad about that? Also, here's the thing: she's getting three free shots of Dude, well whiskey or right, whatever it was. Fucking, like. here's the thing: here's the thing. First, thank you to her. Like I think she ended up. Being a lesbian for a while, had like five more kids. And, and she then, gave you pink eye. And then came back. No, no, everything was fine. Here's the thing. Tasted like strawberries, and I have loved it. I have enjoyed getting back there ever since with various <laughs> chicks. Never done it with a guy yet, but uh, but so far, all of the girls have been fantastic. And yeah. I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for her, and I wish I could remember her name. She trained me at Iguana Man. Well, shout out to that chick. You remember her? Black hair. I wish I could remember. Go out, get in so much trouble from her if I remember her name. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say her name. However, um, <laughs> <laughs> what's your name? Tiffany. Tiffany, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Thank you, Tiffany. It was awesome. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. I'm not Phil, it was, <laughs> Phil Duncan, that was awesome. ass-eating so innovator. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, I won't say her last name because she still works in the oh business. Oh, my God. I won't uh, say her Tiffany name, but her name is fucking Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for that. Jesus yeah, Christ. Oh, <laughs> uh, holy shit. I don't think we so, can beat this. So that oh. pretty much wraps like you know. So Casey and Tiffany, yeah. So that pretty much hits the whole swath. Well, I will. Uh, I'll just jump right into this uh, local shout out. It's fucking <laughs> Tiffany for me. <laughs> so are we good? Are we done? Uh, Unless you got a yeah. uh, a local shout out, we always try to end with a local shout out. So if there's yeah. a local business that you absolutely love or has been a little bit better for you lately, and you just you know. You got a homie that owns it or works for him or just something about a, uh, a local local business you absolutely love and would love to give him a little shout out. We, uh, we're we always a parent. If you need a, if you need a minute to if, think of it, if, if we If you go need first. a minute, um, uh, just because I always like to bring down the mood, um, and just particularly because it's almost the end of September and this will post uh, right at the end of September. Um, Oso did the 1-800-271-TALK for suicide awareness. It was one of the greatest successful programs I've seen for a brewery execute in a while. Um, I was happy to partake in it. Those dudes are nothing but gentlemen and uh, scholars, and uh, we actually have them scheduled, I think, for two weeks from now to talk Can't to. Wait. But um, just, you know, uh, John Lane and the boys are doing awesome shit with whether it's Oso or Little O's or anything they're doing. It's, it's worth taking a look at and supporting. So uh, that's my local shout out is um, the Oso brand. A uh, little bit off. Norm for me, but my uh, my local shout out is actually be Grand Canyon Brewing. 
Oh, Ooh. hey now. That's a, uh, Alex and I got together and we're actually going to be working on a collab here in the oh, next yeah. few months. Um, right. And uh, ideas just kind of blended together and it <laughs> seems like it's going to be working out. Um, yeah. And super fucking excited for this beer. To yeah, be me released. too. We got, we got some time out yeah. uh, till, it, till we execute, but uh, I like... I, I literally the little back and forth fourth we've had about this dude. I'm so fucking excited. So yeah, shout out to Grand Canyon Brewing, like well, phenomenal That's beers. Awesome. Go drink some Hop Canyon. Um, <laughs> yes, please. It is pay my bills. It's a phenomenal West Coast. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And Philip, you got any yeah, shout out? Yeah, Orvid's place. Ooh, oh, yeah, fuck we, yes. I yeah. love talking about Orvid on here. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. So. Shea Cuvée. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the one part we're going to edit out. <laughs> Chevre, Cabre, Me Cabre. pronouncing it. Quechevre. <laughs> uh, Is it? Quechevre yeah. well. so, for the white people. Yeah, so go there. Yeah, Orvis, Yeah, I'm so proud of that guy. Yeah, I knew him before he had it. He, I didn't realize when he got go Orvid, dude, We got to go down to fucking Orvid's place soon. Yeah, I could go down and just hang out. Like, just go there and then to Chiwas and then... Over to your bar. Yeah, like and I, I mean... Like, I could just travel around there, like, like for a whole day. And just, just hang out there all day. Just one of my favorite things to do... What are do? we doing Friday? Oh, well... Down for a little lunch on Friday at K-Chevry? Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm super good. down. I'm absolutely down for it. Kill it. Uh, well, let's uh, let's make it so, and uh, let's wrap up the podcast. Bobby, it's uh, always a pleasure to it's see you. It's always buddy. great. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>